You're listening to Scientists at Work, where we talk to people who, for some reason or another, find themselves in Cambridge, England. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. Last week was Big Energy Week, and we were being encouraged to look at our energy bills. I'm not quite sure why we need a Big Energy Week for that, because if you've if you looked at your bills at all, you'll see there, there was huge price rises last year. So now we're being advised to see what we can do, maybe by changing tariff or changing supplier, but also by reducing energy use in the home. And right now, in January, it's nice and cold, so that's mostly for heating. So I asked Dr Ray Galvin, an environmental scientist specialising in home insulation policy, about how we can reduce heat loss. Ray is originally from New Zealand. He's been in Cambridge for 10 years. He does research for Cambridge University on how well government policy, especially building regulations, motivates us to insulate our houses. I asked him, how do our houses lose heat and what can we do to stop it? There are basically four ways that houses lose heat. One is by radiation, one is conduction, one's convection, and the other is the leakage of air um, through the cracks from the inside to the outside. Drafts? Drafts, yeah, draft, drafty houses, yes. Yeah. So the cold air comes in and the warm air is going out. That's right. Simple as that, yes. And, okay. of course, when, when we air the house, the same thing happens. Starting with radiation, though, uh, the interesting thing about this is that when your house is warm and it's cold outside, your house is radiating. The outside walls are warmer than, say, the ground, the sky, the clouds, or whatever it is outside, and so they're giving off heat. They're losing heat by radiation. The roof's doing the same, sometimes even from the floor and underneath it to the ground. So you've got to stop that radiation. That's the first thing. So that leads to the question of conduction. The warmth on the outside of your house is there because of heat that's leaking through the walls, through the roof, through the floor, through the windows, mostly by conduction. So you have to slow down that conduction, and we do that by putting insulators on. Um, One of the ways people are doing it now for the walls, for example, is to put insulation on the outside, a layer of about 15 uh, centimetres of some kind of a polyurethane-based material. And that's very effective because that's got millions and millions of tiny, tiny pockets of air that are, that are trapped between little plastic bubbles. Very, very small. And that air um, is not a good conductor, and so it prevents the heat loss. If you're putting uh, insulation in your attic, you, you can use cheaper materials and you can put it down yourself. If the attic isn't used for living or anything active then you can put insulation material directly on the attic floor, maybe 30 30 centimetres of um, glass wool or um, some of the more organic materials like um, hemp, or you can even get materials now that are made out of um, a kind of flexible dry wood pulp. These are great materials because they're relatively cheap um, and uh, most people can do it themselves. You've got to be careful when you do that, though, because if there are electrical wires up there, then those wires have to be completely separated from the insulation. You can't put electrical wires under insulation because they might overheat. So be cautious about that. Why do they overheat? Well, because of the insulation. There's no, <laughs> way for, there's no way for the heat to go. It just gets trapped in the insulation. The wires are hot. Why are the wires, wires hot? Because electricity is flowing through them. Right. So the electricity makes the wires hot and it can't get away because the insulation keeps, keeps the heat in. That's right, yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry, um, going back earlier, you were talking about the attic and having insulation in the attic, but you said that air is a good insulator. So why do I need why do I need insulation in my roof when it's full of air as it is? Okay, well, first of all, um, you know, that air is in contact with the um, roof itself, and, and so therefore that air is making the roof hot and the, the um, uh, heat is going straight through the roof and radiating out of space. One of the reasons there's so much hot air in the attic is because of the third way we lose heat, and that's um, by convection. And that simply means that as air heats up, 
it becomes lighter than the cool air around it and rises up. So, you know, if, if everything was open in your house, eventually the hot air would end up in the, in the attic. And therefore, you get a very big temperature difference between the inside and the outside of the roof. And if the insulation material isn't any good, if there's none, that heat's going to conduct through the roof and then radiate out of space. So it's very important to have insulation there. If you can't put it on the attic floor, you need to put it in the roof itself, perhaps between the rafters. Um, but again, you've got to be very careful with that because you can't block off the circulation of air to those rafters because that, that can damage the wood. That, it needs a bit of air. So you've got to be careful how you do it. So why does my rafters need air? Well, they would. And um, you don't want to get um, them to dry out completely because then you can get dry rot and you don't want to get water trapped up there either in them because you get all kinds of vermin and so on, tiny microscopic things eating away at them and rotting them. Okay. Right, so I need more insulation in my loft because it's hotter, the warm air rises. So I need 300 millimetres of insulation in my loft and only 150 mil on my walls, yeah? Yeah, in fact, you don't even need 150 mil on your wall. I mean, you can, you can get away with less than that. 150 mil is very generous. But those are the right sort of proportions, yes. What about windows? Okay, well, um, you know, the old single-glazed window was a terrible heat loser. Um, windows lose heat by radiation, of course, because the hot bodies inside radiate out the window. Um, and they also lose heat by conduction because the warm air in the house is in direct contact with the glass and that warmth radiates through the glass and ends up on the outside and gets lost through contact with the air outside and through radiation. Modern windows are all double glazed and that means there's a, a layer between two layers of glass um, which is a very poor conductor. Um, in the old windows, it was just a layer of air. Um, modern windows have different gases in, in, uh, between, which are even worse conductors, in other words, better thermally. And um, modern double-glazed windows also have coatings on them, which, um, which, which cut down the emissivity. In other words, they, they don't emit so much heat and they don't allow so much infrared through. But it's still not as good as the walls, is it? No, the windows are never as good as the walls, I'm afraid. No, I mean, an, an old house with solid brick can sometimes have as good... Um, a um, insulation property as a very modern double raised window um, and of course this leads to problems too because if you insulate the outside of the house um, a lot then you can have what are called thermal bridges. So what's a thermal bridge? Okay a thermal bridge is a, a part of the surface of the house where the insulation isn't as good as the bits around it and so that means that in that little part of the house the heat loss is greater and that means that inside the house at that part of say the wall or where the wall joins the window that little bit is cooler than the surroundings. Because it's cooler, it's, it's going to be the part where the water condenses at night, even though the rest of the house is warm enough so it doesn't. And because the water condenses there at night, that's going to provide an environment that's ideal for growth of fungus and moulds, and that's bad for health. So you've got to be very careful about these thermal bridges. And that really brings us to the other issue, and that is the issue of leakage in your house. Now, if you seal up all the leaks so your house doesn't, leak the warm air out, um, you're then going to have the problem that you're going to have to have some way of airing the house because otherwise you can get um, moisture build up in the house and then when various surfaces cool down at night, especially those around the windows, um, you can get condensation and that can lead to mould. Why is there moisture build up in the house? It's not raining inside the house. No, no, but you see, no, human bodies are always giving off moisture. <laughs> um, when we breathe, we give off moisture. When we cook, we give off moisture. And of course, you know, if the house warms up during the day, um, warm air in the house will, is able to contain more moisture than cold air. So when the house cools down during the night, the moisture can condense out. And you'll get 
condensation on various walls um, and parts of the house, and that can provide an environment for moulds to grow. And moulds are pretty ugly, and they can have health problems. So you've got to deal with that as well. You've got to be very careful how you insulate a house so that you don't end up with these these thermal bridges, which have sudden differences in the ability of the house to retain the heat. However, some people are solving this problem with dehumidifiers, which are relatively cheap and um, can actually take a lot of air out of the house at night if they run for an hour or so um, and, and save a lot of problems. How does a dehumidifier work? Basically, a dehumidifier works by cooling the air. Um, as it cools the air, it can hold less water, and so that water drips out into the dehumidifier and gets caught in the, in the catcher at the bottom of the dehumidifier. Um, interestingly enough, as the water um, condenses out, um, it gives off heat, and so as the dehumidifier blows, heat, blows air into the room, it's actually blowing warmer air. So a dehumidifier also gives you free heat. So um, even though you're cooling the air, you're warming the room? Yeah, that's the interesting. You're only cooling the air as it goes through the dehumidifier in order to get the water out. By the time the, water, the air gets right through that dehumidifier, it's warmed up again. And we calculated in an experiment once in a house in Cambridge that we were getting about half the energy back in the warm air going into the room that we were using to take the water out. So we got a little double double value there. Dehumidifiers are very underused um, and underestimated. The, what they can do to save your problems, which would otherwise be very, very expensive to fix. That was Dr Ray Galvin explaining what we can do about heat loss from our houses. So now we know why we need more insulation in the roof than on the walls and how leaving a thermal bridge between the inside and outside encourages condensation. I do like Ray's suggestion to use a dehumidifier to remove condensation indoors. I always thought they must be horribly expensive to run, but from what Ray says, they're much more efficient than opening opening vents or windows because they let you keep the heat inside instead of blowing it out the window. You know, one point from that interview was that Ray said that the electric wires in the loft get hot, and I was wondering, does he mean that the thin wires that go to my ceiling lamp actually get hot? Well, there's always a resistance to the flow of electricity, so... That when they're carrying a current, there will be some heat. But I don't think this heat is at all a hazard unless there's a short circuit. If there's a short circuit, then the current shoots way up and the heat shoots way up. And if, they're covered, if the wires are covered with a loft insulation so they can't lose that heat, then, well, you could get a fire. Okay, I see. Uh, I can also see we're dealing with a big topic. I mean, do you think we might look into ways that we heat our houses? For example, do I have any other options other than to use oil or coal or wood to heat the place? Well, I mean, instead of using fuel directly, you might consider using a heat pump. Do you know what a heat pump is? Yeah, it's, it's like a refrigerator working in reverse, I think. Well, it's actually, actually exactly like a refrigerator. And the principle is exactly the same. A refrigerator takes your heat out of the fridge and puts it into the room. You don't actually want it to put it in the room, but it has to go somewhere. So it takes the cold, the cold stays in the fridge and the warm heat goes into the room. A heat pump does the same thing, only this time we want it to warm the house and we're taking the heat from outside, either from the air or from the ground in the garden, bring it into the house. You need energy to drive the pump, which will be electricity, which is expensive, but for every unit of electricity you use, you get three or four or even more units of heat. So how much more depends on the difference in temperature between outside and in and a few other factors. Okay. That's pretty much all for today's show. Scientists at Work is made by the Science Show team on Community Radio Cambridge 105. You can also find past episodes on the website www.cambridge105.fm You can also subscribe to future podcasts with the iTunes store. 
You can get in touch with us on the email science at cambridge105.fm or on Twitter at 105science. Till next time, it's bye from the Science Show team of Roger Frost and Nicola Terry. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105.